أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا فمن يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو الخاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله صدق الله العظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل أقطة من لساني يفقه قولي آمين We seek refuge with Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the rejected shaitan with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most gracious, the most merciful. The praise, the thanks belongs to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of all the worlds. The praise, the thanks belongs to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him. We seek His help. We beg Him for His forgiveness. We believe in Him. We put our trust and faith in Him and in Him alone. We seek refuge with Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the evil of our deeds. For he that Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, there is none that can lead him astray. And he whom Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves astray, there is none that can guide him. And I bear witness and give open testimony that there is no God except Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He is without partners and associates. And I bear witness to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger, the seal of all prophets, the last of all messengers. Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in his book, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, O you who believe, take heed of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you should take heed of him, and do not die unless you are Muslim. Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, O you who believe, take heed of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and speak the truth. He will direct you to do good righteous deeds and he will forgive you of your sins. And whoever obeys Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, then he has already achieved the greatest achievement. Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, O you who believe, take heed of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa kunu ma'a sadiqeen, and be with those who are truthful in their words and their deeds. Surely Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks the truth. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Truly the best of words are the words of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the best of guidance is the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent through his Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he reminds us in his book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will exalt in degrees those of you who believe and those who have been granted knowledge.
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well acquainted with all that you do. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, It is only those who have been granted knowledge amongst his slaves that fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is almighty, all-forgiving. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, we come to the subject that is very key to this deen. It is what Allah SWT implies with the very first word revealed. Iqra. Read. Iqra. Bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord who created. Khalaq al-insana min alaq. Created man from a blood clot. Iqra. وَرَبُّكَ akram. Read and your Lord is generous, the most generous. الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمِ He is the one who taught with the pen, or taught by using the pen. عَلَّمَ الْإِنسَانَ He taught man مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ That which he did not know. So these first ayahs, dear Muslim brothers and sisters, should give us a clue about what this deen encourages and is built upon. Ilm, knowledge. And such is the subject of our khutbah today. Now Prophet Muhammad sallallahu he mentions with regards to this, the ilm, he said, learn the knowledge and by knowledge, dear Muslim brothers and sisters, we are talking about all of that that is related to Al-Islam. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given status with. What he has given a status with, what he elevated, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Holy Quran about other nations. In order to raise them, it wasn't with money. It wasn't with power. It was with knowledge. And we had preferenced or given status to Bani Israel with knowledge. And so Allah SWT had done, has done the same with the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad wasallam, granting this Ummah ilm, knowledge. So this is what we're speaking of, not secular knowledge. As Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he said that the prophets don't leave wealth but their inheritance, what they pass down, is knowledge. So this is when, when, you, when we go through this hadith, this is what Prophet Muhammad wasallam. this is what he's referring to. So again, he said, learn the knowledge. By learning for Allah is a good deed. And studying it is praising Allah And searching for it is jihad. By seeking it, it is ibadah, and teaching it is sadaqah. Presenting it to your family is also a good deed because it contains what is halal and what is haram, and it is a guide to Jannah, paradise. It makes you happy when you are alone. It speaks to you 
when there's no one else around. It lives with you if you have been of those who migrate or are in exile. Guides you to what is happy or gives you happiness. Helps you when you are in trouble and you are decorated by it when you have nothing else to decorate yourself. It is a weapon against your enemy. It raises your status amongst the elite. It grants you a place amongst the kings in the dunya and a companion amongst the abrar or those who have been given status in the akhirah, in the end. Whenever you use your brain within this knowledge, it is equal to fasting, meaning when you try and exert yourself to obtain it and to understand it, it is equivalent to fasting. When you review it, the knowledge, it is equal to salah. And he continued, by the knowledge, you continue the tie and you are able, whether you continue that bond with yourself in this deen, and you are able to judge within the rules and by the knowledge, you will know what is permissible and what is forbidden. And by the knowledge, you will know Allah SWT and his oneness. And with this knowledge, you will obey Allah SWT and thus you will truly worship him. Just for a point of reference. So that we understand this, that the hadith and the Quran, they work in tandem. Allah SWT, he says with regards to as-salat. Surely the salah forbids what is fahsha, which is the big sins, wal munkar, and what is hated. But wa la dhikrullahi akbar. But the remembrance of Allah SWT is greater. When you are studying what Allah SWT has revealed to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that knowledge that has been passed down, that is equivalent to making dhikr. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, As-Sadiq Al-Ameen, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, The best of the dunya and the best of the end is Al-Ilm, the knowledge. And the evil of the dunya and the evil of the end is ignorance. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, do you know the value of knowledge? Listen to what again what Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has said. The value of knowledge of the scholars specifically will be weighed on Yawm al-Qiyamah, the day of judgment, as will the blood of those who were sacrificed or who were killed in the way of Allah, the martyrs. Neither of them will have preference over the other. Anyone who wakes in the morning to seek knowledge, it is more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than 100 fights or battles in his cause. No one who seeks the knowledge for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him an angel who brings him a promise of Jannah, of paradise. Whoever dies and his inheritance are his, the inks and pens with which he would write down this knowledge, then he is the one who will enter paradise. And of course, Allah knows best. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu an, 
He said, the people of the least value will be the people of the least knowledge. As well, he said, knowledge is like a river and wisdom is like an ocean. The scholars, they make tawaf around the river, meaning they go around it, they encompass it, they encircle it, while the wise dive deep into the ocean. And the people who know, meaning like ulul albab, those who have studied the scholars and made themselves available to the wise, they are those who sail the ocean in ships safely, meaning they benefit from both the knowledge and the wisdom. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, there is nothing that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa talked more about than the knowledge. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi he reminded us that the destruction of my ummah will be due to two things. Abandoning knowledge and hoarding wealth. Na'udhu billah min thalik. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was asked, what is the best of actions? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, the knowledge of Allah Taala and the fiqh, or the understanding, its application in his deen, in this religion. And Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he continued to repeat this. The man said, I asked you about action. You speak about knowledge. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the knowledge benefits you and you have very little responsibility for action. Meaning that without much action, you benefit with knowledge. While ignorance doesn't benefit you at all, no matter how much action you do. As well, Isa ibn Maryam salam, he said, whoever learns and acts upon his knowledge, then he will be rewarded as one of the great ones and will be considered one of the great ones in the domain of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibrahim salam, he said, the knowledge is the lock and the question is the key. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, I remind you of our dear Muslim brother, one who is considered a great scholar in Al-Islam and was blessed to have lived near the time of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hassan al-Basri. He said, I saw people from the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, quote, Whoever does anything without knowledge, what he messes up is more than what he fixes. And whoever moves without knowledge is like one who walks or who travels on the wrong road. So seek knowledge in the way that you do not destroy your worship and worship in a way that you do not destroy your knowledge.
Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, he said, Would you like to know the, who is the most generous of those who are generous? They said, yes, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous of the generous. And I am the most generous of the children of Adam alayhi salam. And the most generous after me is the man who teaches knowledge and then spreads it. And he will rise on Yawm Al-Qiyamah as a nation all by himself. And he will be given or rather rise with the same reward as those who fought in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until they died. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, who never learned while they were young will not be advanced or given the status just because of their age. So this is contrary to the idea that wisdom is conferred with age. Not always. You know, there is a such thing as an old fool. Luqman salam, Luqman the wise, he was known to say, sit with the scholars and sit with them until your knees touch theirs. Because Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings to life the hearts through wisdom just as he brings to life the earth with water from the sky. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, again, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, he said in the hadith of Anas bin Malik radiallahu an, Wailun li ummati, woe upon my ummah. For the e from the evil, rather, of the scholars who make the knowledge a business to sell. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never make their business successful. As well, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu an, he said, Whoever issues a religious edict or like passes a rule with regards to how Islam should be applied as we know it as fatwa. And he does so without knowledge. The angels in the heavens as well as on the earth, all of them together pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descend his curse upon them. So dear Muslim brothers and sisters, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from talking about that which we do not know and save us from being amongst those who do not seek what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given as far as instruction. May Allah bless us to be amongst those who hear the truth and inshallah ta'ala apply it to the best of their ability. Hakulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah wali wa lakum astaghfirullah inna Allah ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah, 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 
وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وهو الخاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين أما بعد Again, dear Muslim brothers and sisters, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, he reminded us, there is a road for everything, and the road to paradise is knowledge. Again, he said, those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the best of people. And Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, and it is only those who have knowledge amongst his slaves that fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we ask Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbi zidni ilma. O my Lord, increase my knowledge. Ameen. So I remind us again of what Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu an, he said to his companions, when it comes to understanding how those who have knowledge view knowledge. Now before we mention this, everyone in this society has an idea about money. If you're in America, you understand that where that currency is according to other world currencies. That the dollar is good, but the sterling is better. And that if I have a lot of euros, I have even more dollars. So we understand money. And we have a number in our mind that, oh, if I had X amount of dollars, I'd be straight. Everybody has that number. Soon as you, and, and your kids even get that number. They, you don't know how they got it, but somehow they figure, hmm, that's the number right there. Nobody's running around saying, oh, if I just had $10. Nope. It's, it's a one and a whole lot of zeros after it. Maybe it's nine, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 12. Maybe that's your number. But everybody has an idea of how much money that if they had that, they wouldn't have any, at least financial troubles or concerns with regards to the dunya. Now that's our common culture. That's common. But we don't have a common understanding as Muslims, and we should, about how that stacks up to reality. What I mean by that is, what is really valuable? What truly has worth? And how do those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has conferred knowledge upon, how do they see the wealth of the dunya? And it's instructive, and it's one that we should all commit to memory. And this is what Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu said. He said, knowledge is better than wealth. Mind you, we're talking about real money. When they say wealth in this hadith, keep that in mind. Keep, keep your number in mind. 
One brother's number may be 10 million. One brother's may be 1 million. One may be 10 billion. One may be 100 billion. One may be a trillion. Whatever it is, that's what we're talking about here. Keep that in mind. Knowledge is better than wealth. Knowledge guards you. Yet you have to guard wealth. Knowledge increases as you spend it. Wealth decreases as you spend it. Knowledge is a judge. Wealth needs justice and seeks it. Wealth And its benefits end with death. Knowledge and its benefits continue and remain. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, with that, inshallah, we may understand the benefit of what we are talking about. And inshallah ta'ala benefit from the wisdom of the scholars of Islam. One such Muslim, maybe some of us are well known, or maybe he may be well known to some of us inshallah. He was known as Abu Yazid al-Bistami. Maybe some of us have heard about him. Maybe some of us have or recall something of his story that we have mentioned in a previous khutbah. But he lived not too long after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and his companions, and he was known to be in the area of Iraq and Iran, both. Now he was well known for his asceticism. It means his renouncing of the world and only focusing on dhikrullah, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so it was one day, while he was in repose and sleeping, that he saw a vision of a man. And he said to him directly, O Bistami, tomorrow is one of the Christian holidays. Therefore, in the morning, you must make wudu and go to church. So that you may witness one of the wonders of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Abu Yazid, may Allah have mercy upon him. He followed this vision. He got up in the morning, made his wudu, and went to church. And he found a priest sitting with his students. When the priest saw him, he, made, he went silent. And then some of his students noticed that like he just abruptly stopped talking. So they started looking around and they noticed that there was Abu Yazid sitting in the church. So they turned to the priest and they said, are you going to teach us today, Father? He said, at the moment I cannot. Why? Because one of the followers of Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is sitting amongst us. 
They said, how do you know that, Father? He said, because the mark of prostration is on his forehead. So at this, the father pointed at Abu Yazid and he said, Oh, Bistami, get out of my church. Bistami, he said, I'm sorry. I can't leave until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges between you and I. And surely Allah is the best of judges. So be it, said the father. However, be warned that I am going to question you. If you answer one of my questions wrong, we will certainly slay you and drag your corpse from this church. Abu Yazid, he said, agreed. So the priest asked Abu Yazid, what is the one and never two? What is the two and never three? What is the three and never four? What is the four and never five? What is the five and never six? What is the six and never seven? What is the seven and never eight? What is the eight and never nine? What is nine and never ten? There was a moment of silence. Then Almighty Allah SWT removed the fear from the heart of Abu Yazid and strengthened him with confidence. And he said, the one which is never two is Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As he said, Qul ahad. Say, he Allah is one. And the two which is never three are night and day. The three which is never four are the three situations with Prophet Musa salam and Al-Khidr, as Allah SWT mentions in his book. The four, which is never five, are those four books of Allah SWT, Al-Zabur, given to Prophet Dawood salam, the Torah given to Prophet Musa salam, the Injil given to Prophet Isa salam, and the Holy Quran given to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The five are the five daily salah. The six, which never are seven, are the six days in which Allah SWT said, and we created the heavens and the earths and all that is in between in six days, and no fatigue touched us. The priest interrupted. And why did Allah SWT say, and no fatigue touched us? Abu Yazid replied, because the Jews say that he created the heavens and the earth in six days, and then he rested. Abu Yazid continued, as for the seven which are never eight, they are the seven heavens, as Almighty Allah SWT, he said, the one who created the seven heavens, one above the other, الذي خلق السبع سماوات تباقا, in Surah Al-Mulk. The eight which are never nine are the eight angels that bear the throne of Allah SWT, as he said, and eight that day shall bear the throne of your Lord above them. The nine, which are never ten, are the nine signs of Musa, السلام, as Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in his book, and indeed we gave Musa nine clear signs. The first being the staff, which Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to throw down, and it became a dragon. 
The second being the hand of Musa salam, which became a white and shining brightly, bright like a light, shone, shining brightly. And it blinded the people. The third is the flood when Prophet Musa salam, was commanded to strike the Nile River with his staff and heavy rains which lasted seven days nonstop so that many of the people of Fir'aun drowned which then caused a deadly plague. The fourth is the locusts which ate everything in its path. The fifth were those lice which covered everything. The sixth was the frogs. The seventh sign was the blood. And the eighth sign being the wealth being turned into stone whenever a person of Firaun touched it. And the ninth sign being the parting of the Red Sea. So the priest asked Abu Yazid, what is the ten that may increase? He replied, it is the one act that Almighty Allah SWT accepts and rewards with a minimum of 10 good deeds or 10 blessings or he may increase it to 700 or even more than that. So what is the 11 that is never 12? He replied, they are the 11 brothers of Yusuf What is the miracle, asked the priest, that has 12 parts? He said, it is the miracles in which Almighty Allah SWT, or the miracle in which Almighty Allah SWT ordered Prophet Musa salam to strike the rock and then with, with his staff and from that rock 12 rivers gushed forth. This is mentioned in chapter 2, Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 60. The priest then asked, what is the family of 13? Abu Yazid replied, they are the 11 brothers of Yusuf and the mother of Yusuf and the father of Yusuf. He said, then what is the 14 that spoke to Almighty Allah SWT? He replied, they are the seven heavens and the seven earths whom Almighty Allah SWT asked, do you come together willingly or unwillingly? And they replied, willingly. So what is the grave that moved with its contents inside? Abu Yazid replied, it is the great fish that swallowed Prophet Yunus And then he asked, then what is that that breathes but it has no soul? Abu Yazid replied, it is the morning. As Almighty Allah SWT said, As the morning when it breathes. So he asked him, Then what did Allah SWT create? And then he made it mighty. He replied, It is the snare of women. As Almighty Allah SWT he said in his book, So when he saw that his shirt was torn from the back, speaking of Yusuf salam, he said, Surely the snare of women is mighty. The father then asked him, So what did Allah create? And then he despised. He replied, It is the braying of the donkey. As Almighty Allah he said, Surely it is the braying of the donkey that is the most despised of sounds. So what did Allah SWT create without any mother or father? 
He replied, they are Adam alayhi salam, the angels, may Allah be pleased with him, them rather, the ransom of Ismail, which is the ram that was sacrificed by Ibrahim alayhi salam on behalf of Ismail, and the camel of Salih, as Allah swore to Allah, he mentions it in the Holy Quran. Then who lied and shall enter the garden of paradise, he asked. These are the brothers of Yusuf, replied Abu Yazid alayhi salam, radiallahu anhu rather. Then who told the truth and shall enter the fire? He said, these are the Jews and the Christians. As Almighty Allah went to Ali, he said, and the Jews and the Christians, the Jews say rather, that the Christians have nothing to stand upon, and the Christians say that the Jews have nothing to stand upon. And they're both telling the truth. So the priest then asked him, what is the tree that has 12 branches. Each branch has 30 leaves, and each leaf has five flowers. Abu Yazid, he was said, replied to him, before I answer that, ask me another question. Very well, what is adhariyat? He said, they are the winds that scatter that Allah swt mentions in the Holy Quran. So he said, well, what is it that lifts the heavy weights? Abu Yazid replied, they are the clouds. As Allah swore to Ali, he says that, and by the clouds that carry a heavy burden. So what is it that flows gently with ease? He said, they are the ships that sail the seas. And who are those that distribute the affairs? He said, they are the angels which Almighty Allah swore to Ali has ordered to distribute the wealth and its rewards and the sins and then record them. So then Abu Yazid, he continued, as for that tree that you asked me about, it is the year. It has 12 branches. Those branches are the months. And each of those months have 30 leaves. They are the 30 days. And each leaf, or rather uh, each day has five flowers. Those are the five daily salats. And which of these flowers live in the day and which live in the night? He said, the three that live in the night are Fajr, Maghrib, and Isha. And the two that live in the day are Dhuhr and Asr. There was silence. And the priest had no more questions. And it was clear to the students that he wasn't going to say anything else. So they asked him, said, okay. Is there anything else? And Abu Yazidi said, yes. May I ask one question? The priest said, of course. What is the key to paradise? The priest dropped his head. And the students figured he was not going to reply. So they asked him, oh, father, you asked him many questions. He asked you one and you remained silent. He said, I'm silent because of you. He said, what do you mean you're silent because of us? You have nothing to fear from us. Whatever you say, we will follow you. So the father stood, straightened his back, and declared in a loud voice, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. I bear witness that there is no God except Allah and I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the slave and servant and last messenger of Allah. That is the key 
to paradise. And upon this, his stood and stood as well. And they all declared, we bear witness there is no God except Allah. And we bear witness that Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is his slave and his messenger. And from that day forward, that church became a masjid. And Allah knows best. Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, about ilm, there is no end. Allah is al-alim. He is the knower. And as he says, the knowledge is with him. And he gives us a little of what he has. Inshallah ta'ala, out of his mercy, inshallah, that we be guided. So this topic, really, truly, it has no end. But if we wish to study, if we wish to try to gain some of the knowledge, there's no better place than to start with the Holy Quran. With this, dear Muslim brothers and sisters, by learning the Holy Quran, you are not making a mistake. No way. And if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you, if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to confer his ni'mah upon you by granting you the permission to hold this, because as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he blessed Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to hold it. Alam nashrah laka sadrak. Did we not expand for you your chest? We, we have to ask. We have to ask Allah SWT, Rabbi shrah li sadri. Oh Allah, expand my chest. So inshallah ta'ala, I advise you, dear Muslim brothers and sisters, to listen very closely. And may Allah bless you to retain these few lines, which is a good way to begin seeking, remembering the Holy Quran. And that is to start by saying, of course, we istaith, we seek the refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a'udhu billahi min shaytan rajim, and then we make this very short dua. Allahumma iftah alayna al-hikmatuk wanshur alayna al-rahmatuk ya dhal-jalali wal-ikram rabbi zidni ilma once again, Allahumma iftah alayna al-hikmatuk. Wanshur alayna al-rahmatuk. Ya dhal-jalali wal-ikram. Rabbi zidni ilma. That means, of course, we astaith billah. We seek refuge with Allah from the rejected shaitan. And then we say, O oh Allah, open upon us your wisdom. And open upon us or pour upon us your mercy. Our Lord of glory and honor, O oh my Lord, increase my knowledge. Now, as we know, there is a adab to making dua. Never forget, inshallah ta'ala, if you ever make a dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something, he has the karama, or he is, of course, al-kareem. His way is this. Never forget this. If Allah SWT accepts one thing, or there's two things presented to Allah SWT, and one of them he is bound to accept, he never rejects the second. Okay? This is what Prophet Muhammad taught us about the way of Allah SWT, how he responds to his servants. So if there's two things presented to Allah SWT, one of them he is guaranteed to accept out of his karama, his being generous, he doesn't reject the second.
So, wisdom teaches this. Always begin with the salawat upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He never rejects the salawat upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Then present what you want. And end it with the salawat upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Guaranteed. Your dua, bi'idnillah, will be accepted. So, whatever dua you hear me give you, Always know, begin with the salawat on Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. End with the salawat upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. The dua sandwich, okay? Make your dua sandwich. It will be accepted inshallah ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. With that we pray Allah ta'ala grant us his mercy, shower knowledge and wisdom upon us and bless us to be be ta'ala amongst those who are not questioning their graves and be into paradise without questioning on the yawm al-qiyamah وأقيموا الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء ومنكر ولذكر الله أكبر